guys, I'm Chef Phoebe, and this is Chef Phoebe's Whispers, and today we're going to talk about birthday foods from other countries. First, I want to welcome everyone back to my podcast. We have been through a long month of Collaboration May, where I had a person co-hosting my podcast with me um, every week. I feel like I want to do the same thing again next year. I said I'm considering switching it up and calling it like Gemini season because A, I'm a Gemini. Um, I just turned 25. Yay me. Um, And secondly, because Geminis are known for being more than one person. So like instead of it being collaboration May, I'll just call it like, I don't know. I don't know, Gemini season or something cool like that. I have a whole year to figure that out. Um, But I thought it'd be fun to have like a theme that's not technically tied down to a month. But it kind of is. Anyway, like I said, we're going to talk about birthday foods and celebrations from other countries. um, Places around the world because I thought that'd be fun. Um, In honor of like my birthday and everyone else's birthday in the world. And I found a lot of interesting things. So I thought first I'd like talk about some of the foods and then get into some of the more funny, cool stuff like that. Okay? Cool. Now, traditionally, and by traditionally I mean my family and I, we do like birthday cakes. I think I talked about this a little bit before, um, but we do cakes. Um, it's just... I've always had, as far along as I can remember, a birthday cake. So now I feel the type of feelings that my son should always have a birthday cake. Not as in, oh my god, if he doesn't have a birthday cake, it's a big deal. But, like, if he's getting, like, a cake and party and things, the thing we would present would be a birthday cake or cupcakes. Like, this is interchangeable with cupcakes, which I think I will be doing next year. Um, because if I, if I top the cakes from the last two years, I'm going to kill myself. (laughs) Not like suicide, but like, it's going to stress me out so much. I can't keep top. I need to break the chain so I'm not topping myself from last year. Again and again. But it sounds great. Like, oh yeah, just reach new heights. Hmm. It's not the same thing. Anyway. Um, I thought it would be fun to talk about foods from birthday foods from other countries. Um, and I just have like a list here. I did a little research. First up is South Korea. Um, and in South Korea, they have like a seaweed soup that you can eat it for dinner. Um, and it's not like something that they must have, but it's more like a birthday dinner. Um, they also serve it at like Korean barbecue restaurants and stuff like that. But a healthy seaweed soup, um, it can be served as breakfast. Mothers eat the soup after childbirth to like replenish nutrition. So since that was tradition, I guess this is me hypothesizing. I'm assuming that since mothers ate it after childbirth, it just became a kind of tradition to like eat it on birthdays. In Russia? You can get personalized pies. Like, they create little crust letters. Like, cut out letters for crust and, like, bake your name. 
on top which I think is totally cute and I kind of want to personalize back I mean not for my birthday because it's in June um and I like warm pie and warm pie plus June just doesn't make sense for me for me but they can like bake not just the person's name but any personalized message like on the dough which I think is really fun and having made pie dough and pies I think that's just about the same amount of effort um, is making a fancy cake if you make like a fancy pie with like a nice message on it. I think something that they, I found that they eat in China is called longevity noodles. It's, it's supposed to be like eating a lot of noodles um, on your birthday symbolizes a lot of life you'll hopefully have. So they call it oodles of noodles, oodles of life, um, which is why it's longevity noodles which i think it's fun um it's a dish that can be personalized to taste i don't know if you've seen like the many different types of ramen or like asian noodle dishes they can have anything in them they're i believe that they're more versatile than a traditional birthday cake because if you like try hard enough you could probably have like some sweet noodles i'm sure they have plenty of that I think I'm interested to like research that and see what type of sweet noodles they have. Um, but yeah, I thought that was great because I don't like why do we eat cake? Right? Why? In China they have longevity noodles for longer lives. The personalized pie is just kinda cute because it's personalized pie. Um, and the seaweed soup is because mothers ate it at the childbirth. But why do we eat cake? Is there like a reason? birthday cake is a thing I don't know I feel like there isn't um and I'll share they have fairy bread which technically they can have also cakes I mean anybody can have but they do sometimes also have cake at their parties um but fairy bread is supposed to be for people who like follow tradition supposed to be the main like dessert um I don't Fairy bread is, they have hundreds of thousands on them. What I think is so cute that other places call sprinkles things like hundreds of thousands or I saw lots and lots. That just means sprinkles. I don't, I, I feel like we got like copped out by calling them sprinkles. I like hundreds of thousands. Like can you put some hundreds of thousands on my ice cream cone? Yes. Right? Cool. But yeah, fairy bread consists of buttered bread with sprinkles and it's just kind of like rolled up into these little rolls. I think sometimes they add icing and things like that. But it's just like white bread with traditional white butter and sprinkles. Um, I feel like they have better white bread over there in Australia for this to be like a famous dessert because I can't imagine doing that on American white bread and having it. Like I feel like maybe if you use that marshmallow fluff stuff and then the sprinkles but chocolate sprinkles maybe because oh and then you like roll it because they're rolled sometimes and the fairy bread are sometimes rolled so if you take white bread add the marshmallow fluff the chocolate sprinkles inside which i don't think they're ever gonna have chocolate but get real chocolate sprinkles <laughs> um and then like roll it into like little logs and then like kind of toast the outside 
of them that I like toast it and the marshmallow gets warm and then you slice it. I feel like that's the only way I can see this dish working with American white bread because American white bread is not all that. But I feel I want I want to taste Australian white bread so I can like see. Probably sweeter and so much better tasting. Kind of already jealous. Um, the Netherlands has tarties and pancakes. Um, apparently, adding an extra A to the word tart makes it a Dutch fruit tart. Hmm. It's a popular birthday tradition in the Netherlands to serve these tarties filled with different fruits and topped with whipped cream. If you're celebrating a crown birthday year, these are ages 5, 10, 15, 20, and 21. I find it kind of a cop-out. You know how they, it's like, I get 5, 10, 15, 20, but then it's 20 and 21. I don't know in the Netherlands what the age of, like, drinking and, like, all that extra adultism stuff it was air quotes, by the way. Extra adultism stuff is in the Netherlands. But 21 is a big birthday here. Um, because, you know, you become legal. You can go into all those clubs, drink, etc. Um, but apparently they celebrate 20 and 21. It's like 20 because they were counting increments of 5. But 21 possibly because of the, you know, legalization of all the fun stuff. Teenagers consider the fun stuff about adulting. Okay, so this just made me think of something real quick. Last week, the week before last, actually, my bad. Um, we were getting when we were getting ready for my son's birthday party. Um, the day before, I think, the day of whatever that day. Um, I think we'd spilled something and we had the mop, right? And I have this old cedar mop with like the spin thing you step on the pedal and it spins the mop out and face was mopping something up while, while I was um, organizing something else in a different room and Jaken was here and face goes yo this mop is really fun I was like isn't it though it is like the best mop ever and we get into this conversation about like how cool the mop is because like not having to wring it out by hand is one thing but then Draken goes, what are y'all doing? Y'all sitting here talking about mops. I was like, this is what adulting is. You don't know. You're only about to turn 19. Adulting is a, being enthusiasm over mopping, okay? Over cool mops. I mean, seriously, that mop is amazing. Just like the best mop ever. Um, but yeah, that was a side note. But yeah, I think it's funny how they count 20 and 21 um, as crown, a crown ear in the Netherlands. Sweden has a princess cake. So they do do cake. Um, why does that be? Do they have like a print version of this princess cake? Um, the princess cake, the princess cake, is a traditional Swedish layer cake filled with marzipan. It's like an almond paste. I know a lot of people, not a lot of people, but a lot of the baking shows I've seen use marzipan. Um, for like mini sculpting instead of fondant because it tastes better. Um, fondant supposedly tastes like trash. Um, but Swedish layer cake is a marzipan filled sponge cake with a lot of whipped cream 
Um, and they have fondant green tops and sprinkled with powdered sugar. What is a green top? I don't know. I think they just make um, like flowers out of fondant. Um, and apparently it's like a tradition that um, you eat the princess cake as breakfast and pan with the whole like <laughs> you eat breakfast in pan. You eat the princess cake for breakfast in bed as a whole royalty um, aspect in Sweden. Guyana has Oto, Oto. Um, it's hmm. Oto is a mash made of. Guyanan yam and eggs. Hmm, interesting. That is fried in an onion infused palm oil. A tradition is to cook a huge pot of this hearty dish and serve it for breakfast for everyone to eat. Don't be shy about foreign cuisine. Anyway, so from what I'm understanding, it's a yam and egg mixture. That's that they make a dough with it and they fry it in onion infused palm oil, which is an interesting thing for me. But I feel like the strong taste of the onions and the sweet taste of the yam would be nice. And it seems here sometimes they top it with like hard boiled eggs. I'm wondering if because sweet potatoes have a lot of sugar, obviously, um, and a yam and a sweet potato are very similar. It just makes me kind of wonder. I was wondering like when you fry it because of all that sugar like I'm assuming it's like a low temp fry with the prevent like the burning and like yams and just eggs and uh, I do think it'll be enough to like hold its shape in the fryer. Like we I don't think we're going for crispy. I think just for going for cooked. Hmm. I'm very interested in this dish. Um, Mexico is listed to have an orzo con leche. Um, alright. It's a rice pudding. Okay. Orzo means rice. Leche means milk. Uh, and I think con was like with. And I'm just trying to like backslash to my (laughs) high school Spanish. Um, but it's a rice pudding. Um, they also are known for hitting like traditional piñatas at Mexican birthday parties, which the rest of the world also ended up adopting because why not fill the piñata with like treats? Like I feel like someone should like fill a piñata with like rich people, <laughs> rich people should fill piñatas with like hundred dollar bills and little um, eggs, like Easter egg kind of things, and just like kids go for it. Yeah. That'd be fun. But nah. Or like, tickets to concerts and shit. <laughs> Pingatas are endless. More endless than birthday cakes and freaking longevity noodles. Pingatas can be anything. You can fill them with candy, cake, but like anything as long as you protect it from the smashing and rummaging that will occur. But pinatas are fun, the ones I've experienced. The ones I've experienced mostly only had candy. Um, but anyway, in Mexico, they also eat rice pudding on birthdays. Um, served, it has to be, 
Hmm. Must be served warm. Interesting. Huh. From my experience, I thought most rice puddings were served cool. Tell you can serve anything warm. I can serve a warm cake. I can. People deep fry ice cream all the time, so I don't know why I brought that up. But a warm rice pudding just kind of reminds me more like porridge than rice pudding, I suppose. So, I guess that. Yeah, same thing, right? That was like all the traditional food stuff. But now I'm kind of going to get into something <laughs> a lot more funny. Yeah, I thought I'd just like put out like a few, very few, couple of birthday traditions only because I ran over. Because I ran across them during my research for like birthday foods. Um, these are a couple of birthday traditions. And I thought this one was hilarious. So I had to include it in just a few others that are interesting. In Brazil and Jamaica, there are traditions that involve getting flour thrown at you. Jamaicans would sometimes be antiquated or covered in flour on their birthday. Brazilian kids <laughs> take it a step further and throw not just flour but also eggs and the <laughs> throw eggs at the birthday child. So basically, they make you the birthday cake. <laughs> in Jamaica, you get covered in flour. Um, and then Brazil kids throw flour and eggs <laughs> at the birthday child. Now this is just kind of funny and cute at the same time. I mean, th you have to throw an egg hard enough for it to crack. That can kind of hurt. Um, I'm sure there's like a lot more modernized now, but like water balloons, like fill water balloons with raw egg, well, raw eggs dangerous, whatever. Fill water balloons with egg-like slime, throw flour, egg, slime, water balloons. That'd be fun. I mean, it'd be annoying because can you imagine, here we get, get all dressed up for our birthdays. We have birthday outfits, which I guess is like a tradition. Um... I see I had a birthday outfit planned and then it's gonna be hot so I think my birthday outfit is gonna come and switch gears um yeah my birthday outfit switches gears anyway so you can turn into a cake <laughs> um similarly Canadians often get greased on their birthdays which means their friends and relatives ambush them and smear butter on their noses apparently it's a practice for like keeping that luck away interesting also also funny this is like fun but like why do i want to wake up and for it to be my birthday so that i can be haunted i don't want to be hunted down <sighs> anyway oh yeah and this was kind of similar on the topic of being hunted, um, people in the United States have like these birthday pinches and birthday punches, uh, especially in school. Um, but in Italy, Argentina, and Hungary, they take a different approach in these countries and probably also in others. Friends will pull the ears of the person whose birthday it is. One toe for each of the ears of age. Ow! God dang. Don't turn anything older than like three. Because... And don't have any more friends than two. Because <laughs> if you got like 10 friends and you're turning like 13, I'm hot. You won't see me to the day after my birthday. That's all I'm saying. Like, nope. <laughs> it's just like the concept of like, grandma's coming over and finish the cheeks. 
of like young children. Why? Why? I don't. That has not occurred to me by my like memory. Why would you want to do that? It would hurt. Like I get like babies of little fluffy cheeks, but you don't gotta pinch them. You can just like touch them. You know, prior to COVID anyway. <laughs> Ain't nobody gonna be touching no one else's child. <laughs> anyway, since that was birthday traditions and the overall theme of this episode is birthdays, I thought I found some birthday rules that is also interesting to me. Uh, such as in Germany, Greece, and some other countries, it's considered bad luck to wish somebody a happy birthday before the exact day or to celebrate your birthday early. This would kind of suck. Um, in like America, I guess. Or, I say America. I don't really mean America. It would suck in like my modern concept of society. <laughs> because people work. You have to work on your birthday. And if you have to work on your birthday, if your birthday is on like a Monday, you're likely to celebrate the weekend before. Instead of the weekend after, because you have to like go through Tuesday through Friday after your birthday. Not that it matters, I'm pretty sure plenty of people do it that way also. But, you know, sometimes you celebrate before your birthday. As opposed to if your birthday's on a Friday, you obviously you celebrate your birthday weekend, Saturday, Sunday. Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, more accurately. Um, but in Germany, it's bad luck, so. Interesting. I wonder if they like take off the day of their birthdays or just like or like our birthdays that as big of a deal in Germany as they are here on that note in Vietnam people usually don't celebrate their individual birthdays on the day instead everyone celebrates together on Tet T-E-T um, which is like Vietnam Vietnamese New Year, the New Year of Vietnam, um, and everyone turns a year older together, so it's like the New Year and a huge birthday celebration for like everyone, which I think is nice, um, because if you have like family clusters, you get like a birthday season anyway. Um, just wonder. I'm sure there's like individual like oh happy birthdays but like not like people and again my minor concept of society <laughs> throw um huge parties and you know big celebrations things like that they probably have like small dinner birthday dinners and they celebrate all together um which honestly that's an excuse for like the biggest party of the year new year's plus the whole family's birthday i'm down that's kind of what we already got to do <laughs> For my family anyway. Um, but here's another interesting one. Unlike in the United States, uh, the birthday person who, the birthday person in Italy, Germany, and other European countries is the person who typically pays for the events. Um, like when you go out to a bar and you're celebrating the birthday person pays for all of their friends they brought along as opposed to one of their friends buying them drinks. I don't think this is that far off from the United States um, considering a lot of times the birthday person will throw a party. Also, I guess other people throw the parties for them. But there are a lot of people who throw their own parties 
and invite their friends, which means they're paying for all the drinks, the food, and everything. Everyone's eating. So, I don't see. It's not that far-fetched of a concept to me. Um, Along the same lines, um, and other, like, in Germany, you would bake the cake yourself. You would bake your own birthday cake. And then give it to your friends and family that come to celebrate your birthday. I guess it's like a thank you for celebrating me. Um, I would think it would be nice to, which they probably do this somewhere, but like bake the cake and like give it to your parents as a thank you for having me. Or not just your parents, but I guess, yeah, your family. Okay. They, I don't know why I was questioning tradition. They obviously figured it out. I'm like, thank you for raising me spending time with me and helping me through all my sh- shit so that I can like live another year. Yeah, no, they had it right. So it's a good concept. Um, in Italy, which no one be happy to me, you're expected to open your birthday presents right away in front of the person who gave it to you. It's rude to just put the wrap package on the side. Um, okay, it's not that big of a deal. I just Again, in my modern concept of society, <laughs> um, we have like gift tables. I did one for my son, like gift tables, and I tried to um, do one for my mother for her graduation. But the gifts and they look pretty and they stay there. Then like you have like a time um, where you open gifts. Uh, I don't know. I kind of like that one. Opening, like okay, people arrive at a party. Um, several times, and you open a gift every time someone gives you one. It's a little different in concept for me than like sitting down. It's like Christmas. You sit down around the Christmas tree and you open gifts, and everyone watches everyone's reaction. And I guess in some places, people give you gifts and you open them when you're at home. I guess that's what this is like rebutting here. Um,. Like, oh, here's your birthday gift. You take it home, you open it later. Because apparently the point is to, like, see people's reaction. But like I said, like, birthday tables are kind of fun. Um, because you can still see their reaction. So it's not that really far-fetched. Um, plus, if you take the gift home... Alright, if you have a big party, you have a lot of friends. Um, and they all give you gifts, you take them all home, you open them. You then have to, like call and text everyone to say thank you as opposed to saying thank you um when they're present because (laughs) my text conversational skills suck and don't know how to end a conversation actually don't know how to end most conversations (laughs) i've learned this taking speech class i don't know how to end most conversations um and i have like awkward pauses when I'm on the phone because my mind works a lot of times faster than my speech so I end up like uh <laughs> you know I do the same thing on the podcast usually but you guys won't hear all of that because as you notice if you like push through collaboration may there's been a lot of construction on the podcast that I really enjoy um it's great I like the new intro. The new intro is literally sexy AF to me. I It just speaks to my soul. Um, the new intro is great. 
the atmosphere, which I was very much told that I needed, and instead of music, I love the atmosphere um, we settled down with. Um, it was fun getting to like mess with the atmosphere uh, concepts a bit during collaboration with May to like gear them towards the conversation I have with other people. But in theory, we're aiming for the atmosphere to be the same when it's just me conversating um, with you guys. Not by myself, because that just makes me sound sadder than I am. Which means sad, <laughs> because I'm actually kind of pumped. Um, so that's pretty much all the birthday stuff I can think about. I kind of just want to fill you guys in on some of the things that happened the past couple of weeks. Um, in regards to like cooking and my focus. First off, um, I have been competing in the greatest baking competition. Um, but during the cut of the final five, I did not, I was seventh, um, final five per group, I was seventh, so I didn't end up getting cut. But it was like a definitely fun ride, and I thank everybody who voted for me, because, um, got so many more votes than I was expecting. Um, and it made me feel nice to know that other people were there to support me because um every now and then when i log in it would show me like the last three people who voted and i would just it was nice some of these people i was like wow thank you and you know a lot of times <laughs> there were people like i was like oh yeah they voted for me today but every now and then was a person that didn't expect to actually take the time to vote for me who did so i appreciate all of that um during that time, I did end up making the Rockers cake for my mother, um, which was a carved R. That's on my Instagram and on my website currently. It was definitely fun. I learned that I need to work on my icing, but upon um, texting with, um, I guess, my cake mentor, my baking mentor, um, it's a lot about the icing you use. I used regular buttercream. Actually, for the Rutgers cake, it was cream cheese buttercream. Um, which actually did end up smoother than when I did my son's Thomas the Train cake, which was regular buttercream. Um, vanilla buttercream, not regular. Vanilla is not regular. <laughs> like, I just want a regular cake. You mean vanilla cake? And then, like, people, like, spruce it up. And they, like, can I have, like, French vanilla cake? Like, sure. Though, like, French vanilla is amazing. Don't get me wrong. But vanilla, there's nothing wrong with vanilla. Like, if you do a really good vanilla cake, I want to know what, like, the basics, like, what a real basic cake is. I think it's just, like, a half vanilla cake. Like, what is that cake? Red velvet. It's, like, half chocolate. <laughs> um or partly chocolate and food coloring. It's a regular cake, partly vanilla, and like, I guess you spruce it up with the icing and fillings. I don't know. I don't know. But, nor in the records cake, it was a lot of, first of all, carving a cake was not the biggest issue. Um, I do need to work on baking cakes that are structurally sound to be carved. Because a lot of my cakes are like aimed to be moist, which is not a bad thing, except when it's a really moist cake and you cut it into the shape 
Now, all of, like the moist insides are exposed, which means when trying to ice, they get caught up in icing. Even a crumb coat, first of all, it's impossible because the icing was so much more, even it was soft, but it was firmer than the cake because the cake was moist and like pliable and it was, it was good cake. Um, but it was too soft to perfectly ice the way I wanted it. And I was trying to figure out what that is. But upon thinking about it, I had to adjust my cakes to be more structurally sound if I'm going to do things like that. Um, and I would like to know how to do that without sacrificing moist. Because I really aim for like super moist cakes because I just love them like, I mean, like, I aim for, like, really, really moist cakes. <laughs> They're so good with, like, icing. I don't know. But, again, I'm going to have to figure out a structural cake recipe um, for things like that. Um, as well as the Thomas the Train. The Rutgers was easier because it had more straight lines. Um, it was the Rutgers R. If you haven't seen it, um, just Google. Rutgers R. Rutgers University College. I believe it's Rutgers University. Yes. Don't know why I said that. Um, Rutgers University R. And you can see it, the R. There's more straight lines, a, a curve. But as opposed to a Thomas the Train, first of all, finding the right silhouette that I wanted to work with um, was difficult. Because it had to be something not too complicated, not too big. And Thomas has like all these intricate like details with the firebox and the um I don't know the chimney thing the steam and the you know ashes come out of <laughs> the smoke comes out of at the top like those intricate details Intr intricate details oh my god my wordplay today is not working intricate details on it so. It was nice when I cut them out. They did it did work. I think it the shape, um, but starting to ice them in ways that again the cake was super soft. It's falling apart. Stacking them was a flying nightmare. A flying nightmare. Oh my god! Again, they're soft and the, they kept sticking to the parchment paper because they were soft. Um, and then I would like take them out, let them cool for a long time. Put them on a new parchment paper. <laughs> um, but they were so moist. There was so much moisture that it would stick to the new parchment paper. In the way where, like, if you pull the parchment paper off, some of the cake would stick to the parchment paper. Which was, like, it was so tasty. But, again, hard to work with. Hard to work with. And, uh, I thought Thomas would be easier because they didn't have to carve out the space in the middle of the L. Um, but it turns out those spaces that in the Rutgers R, I say in the middle of the oh, the space in the middle of the R, those spaces in the Rutgers R actually help the transfer with the parchment paper a little better than the Thomas cake, which was like a solid silhouette side view of a train. Um, icing it, the Rutgers R was obviously way easier. I only made two colors. I tried to make my best records red and black for the trim to help uh define the shape that i was going for which without that black trim the cake would not have looked as nice 
again that was my first time doing something like that i did research as much as i thought i could but you know um the thomas cake i got i made i think it's like four or five colors i don't know um there were two grays two grays that were slightly different and i still made them slightly different i still colored them um making black is always a pain especially if you need a lot of black um because white buttercream turning black takes a lot of gel food coloring um it's better to do it in like smaller batches um and just make more if you need it honestly that's my like t pro tip makes stuff that has small batches of black um and i did end up having to make black last year when i made my son that galaxy um trucks in space two-tier cake um that black was nowhere nearly as black as the one i got to make this time because i ran out of black gel and i needed a lot of black for galaxy two-tier cake um so it was black but it wasn't as black as i would have liked i mean it was great and the pictures look great those also on my instagram um the cake is actually in my instagram profile picture you can see it there um, but if you scroll, you can see the full, um, photo of the cake. Um, so yeah, making black is always hard. Um, and drawing with the piping bags to make the little Thomas face and the wheels and the spokes for the wheel <laughs> and the lines for the number one. Okay, so I, my son turned three and I was having a conversation with my mother on the phone while I was making the cake. And I was going to put a three on Thomas um, for his third birthday. Um, and I stopped and I thought about it because one of the things my son always says when he's playing with Thomas or reading a Thomas book or watching a Thomas show is Thomas is number one because, you know, he's number one. And it's like, I think there's this whole episode about how he's number one when he goes to like China or something. Anyway, Thomas is number one. It's like one of the most frequently heard things I hear about Thomas the Train from my son. Um, so I decided not to do that. I went, I stuck with the number one. Um, and earlier on his birthday, I was just like playing around with him. I was like, oh, is Thomas number three? And he like full on toddler cursed me out. He was mad. He's like, no, Thomas is number one. Number one's Thomas. And I'm like, okay, never mind. I'm glad I did not make number three and when he saw the cake he did go oh thomas thomas is number one so it made me feel good about my choice um and i was happy that he could recognize it because um he's definitely like a train buff he, like oh he's a toddler it won't make that big of a no i was actually really proud of the cake obviously it needed work um and during the early stages of making the design for that cake i was like worried that it was not gonna be good enough i guess i was worried that the details weren't coming together but the more i the more details i added uh and i got to define thomas it did end up working out though the aftermath of using buttercream for things like this was obviously i covered the whole cake in blue and then i the colors on top i used the the piping bag to pipe the colors on um, and obviously Thomas had a crumb coat and a, another coat of blue and then all the buttercream that I piped on top to make the designs. So in the end there was like a lot of icing on this cake. <laughs> but it was like really good icing. I was really proud. I started, I'm saying this because I started whipping the butter for even longer. And I've also haven't been making it 
while the cake is in the oven because I will usually mix the cake batter put the cake in the oven and start on the icing but everywhere I've done this the kitchens haven't been that large so you can imagine the kitchens are hot from the oven being on and I'm making buttercream icing which gets soft um, but made the icing after the kitchen was cooler they do come out better but that was just like a novice mistake that I now know better so if you, any of you guys are doing this you know unless you have like super AC in your kitchen your kitchens are cool even with the ovens on go about it but yeah um those were the cakes I made I already talked about the Mother's Day tree cake which was a lot of color mixing um I also ended up making what did I make? The sushi for my mother's graduation. We did salmon. I did cook the salmon. Um, I took the frozen salmon. I cooked them. And then I like gently broke them into pieces. Like picked them up and kind of moved them. So they broke into like natural kind of pieces. And I made like a little sauce to marinate it in. It wasn't like a heavy sauce. It was just like a tiny bit of like. Um, tiniest, tiniest bit when I say this. Rice wine, vinegar, some soy sauce, garlic paste no not the garlic paste garlic oil and like um chili but chili powder yeah chili powder uh mix that together and then i like toss this cooked salmon in it and put them for dorito overnight so that when i came to put the sushi together it was like slightly flavored this wasn't strong at all um it barely covered all of them um but it was slight flavor because i cooked it so i thought i'd have a little more fun than traditional sushi um put that in the middle with the rice and everything it was really good actually <laughs> and this was like kind of like an on the limb thing but it was good um for my son's birthday did like a burger bar i have a mandolin so it made cutting all the vegetables easier. Um, <laughs> but I always can't help but thinking about Food Network where everyone's always killing themselves on a mandolin. But at the same time, why are you guys using mandolins without protection? Like I get you think you're like top notch, but even top notch people are human and like their limbs can get cut. So use protection. They have the little thing you use on a mandolin so your hand is nowhere ever near the blade um cut resistant gloves which won't save your life but will give you like a spare life when it comes to like accidental like swipes and stuff like that um mandolin protection definitely use it sirens mandolin use protections with mandolins um but yeah i made my own pickles for his birthday party because like i said i did the burger bar I did a garlic ginger pickle, which I was really happy with. Um, and my mother said she loves pickled vegetables, so I thought I'd experiment with like pickled vegetables soon, maybe like for the holiday. Um, well, actually, they go great with barbecue, so like maybe the end of the oh, might do I might do some pickled vegetables for July for her birthday um, because right now I'm taking two glasses, um, and they're both annoying in their own way um i mean you know they're fine but i'll get through them summer classes summer one classes they end 
at the end of June. So <laughs> I've been like constantly doing a lot of homework and will continue to do so until June is over. And July through August, I'm going in on summer, like foods, like things that don't need to be like made in the oven a lot. So I want to try salads and all types of things. I just don't have that time right now um, with everything that's going on. It's been going on already, but July through August, I'm devoting to like that summer foods. Um, I made a fruit salad yesterday. It's like a basic fruit salad. Some mandarin oranges, some watermelon, and some green grapes. I made a mint and lemon juice little mixture with a tiny bit of agave because the grapes are super sour. Um, and the mandarins weren't that sweet either. So with the tiny bit of agave, plus with adding lemon juice, which is more sour, so I kind of wanted to save myself. Um, and I used mint abstract, not fresh mint, because I didn't have fresh mint on me. Um, but it was, like, really nice. So I wanted to, like, experiment with some fruit salads, some goddamn tarts, something. I wanted to make freaking colada. Not coladas. I forget the word. I'll remember it next time. But I wanted to make some of those the things I can't remember right now. Um, that are, like, fresh, summery, um, like, jello. Like a cream jello. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's a colada, but it's not a colada. Colada just makes me think of those things from Dunkin' Donuts. Oh my goodness gracious. But yeah. Um just wanted to fill you guys in on the things I've been cooking. Um I've been doing a lot of Asian flavored foods. Um, like I said, the sushi, um, ramen, noodles. Um, my mother was like the Chinese food the other day, and I kind of just want to make like Chinese takeout from scratch, like beginning to end, um, for, like a day. I feel like sometime in like the winter or fall, like just like a dinner party where I just make Chinese food from scratch. I'm talking lo mein, fried rice is fun making. I want to make like rib tips and barbecues, boneless spare ribs, um, like Chinese takeout. Oh. Egg rolls I have been making, those are fun. Those are great, they're tasty. Um, I just want to make Chinese takeout, but homemade and go full on. I need some bean sprouts. Bean sprouts are so good. Where do people buy bean sprouts? If you guys know where to buy bean sprouts, let me know because I want them for my fried rice and my little maid. Um, what else? <sighs> yes, but okay, I've made a lot of Asian food, but I want to switch. Um, ethnicities. What do you guys think is like the next ethnicity for me to explore? Um, I'm not perfect in Asian flavorings, but I have been having a lot of fun with them. I want to have some fun with like something else. Please don't say Italian because I have classical cooking coming up. And I don't want to do any French or like Italian until after classical cooking. I'm going to learn a lot of those there. But something like, um, I thought about Indian food. I like explore with some spices, but I have to get my hands on like a lot of those spices um, first, and I have none of them yet. Um, I mean, I have like one or two, but none of the good ones is what I mean. But yeah, what do you guys think should be my next like exploration with food, um, savory food, and desserts too? Because I do a lot of uh, cakes, cupcakes. I've also been like jotting down um, culinary ideas in my notes. 
um, so that I can make my own cookbook one day. I'm still a little ways away from that, but I do have some nice recipes I'm proud of. Um, so I've been jotting down concepts of food for me to like work out, but I've done cakes, cupcakes, um, apple pie, and a lot of cookies for Christmas. So I want to do something different. Um, yet I don't quite know what different is yet. Like French desserts maybe. But I also don't want to. I find that during the holidays. I like to make things that are nice. Or new as a challenge. But I do end up spending a lot of time. During the holiday season. Researching and cooking these things. Again there are times where I start like. 10 o'clock in the morning and I don't finish um, until like 6 a.m. Christmas Day because I've been making them and I want them fresh for Christmas Day. Um, but I don't want to, I guess I don't want to do that all the time. It's fun, but on days that aren't holidays, like I really want to spend a lot of my time this Christmas, especially this Christmas, our first Christmas. My second Christmas technically, but my first Christmas I get to decorate and everything in this apartment. Um, I want to spend a lot of time on like Christmas traditions. Or I want to make my own Christmas traditions like crafting and I don't know, bake cookies with my son. That takes a couple hours, but like they come out however they come out. Build the gingerbread house or something. Something that's not for me to stress about um, how they come out because they have to be presented like at dinner or on dessert table or something um but i do want to make something nice for the holidays this is the balance i'm currently fighting with um i'm pretty sure many people are too um but yeah so give me interesting desserts to try to make um some interesting breads too i like bread but hollow bread takes a lot it's fun it's pretty it's delicious but give me interesting bread recipes, interesting desserts. What food cuisine should I explore next? Um, nothing too, like, I don't want to be eating crickets. Because when I say explore food, I mean, like, make it for dinner for my family. <laughs> and, you know, stuff that's not too exotic that I can afford. I don't want to be making Wagyu beef either because that's too expensive. Like normal food people have for dinner in other cuisines I think I want to explore that um, again no French or Italian just yet because I'm taking classical cooking this upcoming semester um, but yeah tell me guys any help and you can tell me on Instagram at Phoebe underscore W dot T tell me what you want me to try what you try what you cook what you always wanted to try i'll try i'll fail and i'll get back to you guys on the best results that i came up with um so again i'm chef phoebe i am now 25 which i'm super excited about um this episode was birthday foods and traditions as well as a catch-up over my last four weeks <laughs> of what i cooked and some things about me because it was my birthday um I'm Chef Phoebe. This is Chef Phoebe's Whispers. I will see you guys next week. So, bye.